Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time! Our heroes defeated Jindo the Revived, took into their possession the Shard of Blood, and brought peace to Stranglethorn Vale. They were able to reconvene with several of their allies, but as of now, they're still working through their list of friends in the area to make sure everyone is okay and find out what the next thing is to do. We rejoin them as they wrap up the adventure of the Shard of Blood right now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Okay, guys, it seems we're on another quest. Hey, uh, speaking of magic stuff, and if we got all this uh, cleaned out here, let's go check on Omi. Okay. Omi, you are pretty sure, is on the Zeppelin, which is the last time you saw it was the front out, gate. outside the city, hovering above where all of the venture company guys were. You're easily able to, again, maneuvering through the city, not hard to do. And you are able to get under the boat. At some point, I guess they would have to be... Actually, here, let me double check to make sure that you guys got everything that was supposed to be in Arna's lab. Let me reread my notes here. Yeah, definitely put that book in your inventory. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I have it in there. That There's a lot of important stuff on there. That I'm so artifact. sorry, I forgot about one thing. There are, um, in with the enchanter's tools, there are two units of a green uh, dust uh, type material. They are wrapped in paper. They're about the same size each. It's two units of something called strange dust, which you're e like, as, as people in this world, you're easily able to identify are the materials that are required for enchanting. So there are some of the materials that are required for some enchantments. Okay. You guys get out to in front of the city. You pass by the orcs are, you know, doing their thing. They're Is Rezik kind of, around there? Rezik would be in the... He would still be in the Shredder, but since the fight has died down, he's mostly sort of just, like, walking around, making sure that nothing changes in that. But yeah, he's stomping around in this big machine. It's like, you can't miss him because it's the big shiny chrome thing and it's spewing black smoke into the sky because goblins are not concerned about uh, environmental protection. Um, you'd Who easily wants able to, to find talk him. to Rezik? I can. So yeah, I'd go up to the machine and just kind of like wave him down because I imagine he's much taller than me. Oh yeah, you have to look up at his small form, which is at the top of this totally huge thing. Hey, uh, how, how'd it go inside? Everything looks like it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten it taken care of. How how did things go up here? And I'm gonna look around. Is there a lot of like goblin bodies, troll bodies? What's the? There's a couple. Okay, so like there were casualties in this fight. Um, every once in a while, and you do pass some trolls, some orcs, 
um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, some goblins. But, like, the majority of this happens so fast that a lot of what you see are actually injuries rather than okay. slain. But there are a few. Um, and out here, there's, man, like, half of the forest is on fire. Like, they have, there's, like, so much. They, they like, they dropped like flame blooms in different places like strategically to make sure that the the funnel that they had built uh to keep the trolls in line had stayed in place um it's it's burning down because um most of the fuel because it had been clear cut this whole area partially by the trolls uh to make sure that like you can't Macbeth your way up to the to the side of the the entrance uh but also by the goblins who had been clear cutting for like lumber use so it's not like there's tons of fuel to burn out in front of the uh, uh, out in front of the entrance to the city so instead what is burning is the actual oils themselves and like some of the grasses that have grown in this area but like fire's fire and trolls are not cool with that so it was effective but it's not going to last a long time and it's not at risk of like causing a huge forest fire it's just still happening and you and you look around you do see some bodies and that sort of thing but like a lot less than you may have expected which is super good news um, Rezik says, yeah, well, you know, it's, they got real hesitant, real, even with all that, like, I got to kill everybody bloodlust that they had, it, they still not super willing to just run through to fire. So we were able to like set up a line and had the, you know, everything set up and ready. We were launching the, the blooms and the blams and the whatnots. And so it ended up actually working out pretty good. Uh, and I got to tell you the damage we did phenomenal because you know, who's going to repair it. <laughs> This guy. You guys got oh, some it's going to be contracts for days. We're going to get in there. Uh, listen, this is awesome. We're in good terms with, you know, we got Omi and Job and all them guys. Who's going to be running the show now that you took down Big Captain Wizard Man? Probably them. I'm guessing. I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. But hey, if they're in charge, I know who's getting the repair contract. You know what I'm saying? And I think I can talk Revel Gaz into letting me get the repair contract for Booty Bay too. I am going to be so crazy rich because of this. You don't even understand. I owe you guys. Uh, such a debt of gratitude, man. I can't even tell you. This is going to be awesome. Well, I, I am glad you were looking at this with a, a positive outlook. Um, I do want to say that this definitely would not have been possible without your help. I hope you guys know that. And hopefully the damages you did incur, you guys can easily bounce back from. Oh, yeah. We'll recoup our losses. It'll be all right. And uh, we're going to do it by charging everybody just top dollar because there's nobody else who's going to do these repairs for them. It's going to be just tremendous looking forward to it it's gonna be a good day don't forget i mean you guys should probably capitalize on manufacturing that flame bloom oil like actual commercializing it that stuff is awesome it really is isn't it oh man yeah expect listen i don't know what the timetable is on that because i feel like this is going to take up like most of the next couple of weeks probably but like yeah definitely we have to well first of all we're gonna have to replant some uh, and then once it starts growing, we got to get the concocta to like really start churning the oils out. But man, you're right. There's like military applications. You could use it in the home, right? You can pour it into like your, your stove so you don't have to like, I don't know. I'm just trying to make stuff up, but I'm sure that there's ways you can burn yourself down like privately, right? Um, it doesn't all have to be commercial. A lot of it should be because I mean, come on, look at us, but it doesn't have to be. And I don't know, like you uh, b- 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 a campfire in your pocket, right? Like you just take your little pocket campfire out, you drop it there, and whoosh, there we go. It's all fire. The adventurers don't have to carry around flame Damp steel wood? anymore, like a bunch no of cavemen. Just yeah. a basic campfire. 
Yeah, you just have a basic campfire right there in your pocket. It's perfect. I don't know. There's all kinds of applications. It's not my job to figure out what, like, I'm not the merchandiser, right? I just make the stuff. But it's going to be, I'm telling you, merchandising. What's where the real money from the game is made? It's going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, like, this has been the best day. I'm having a great time. Well, where are you, you guys headed you next? have brought up a good point. We need to discuss with Omi the future of Zolgarab. Yeah, um, and I hope, idea. like you said, that she is up to the task, but that is definitely something we need to figure out. Yeah, right. Um, well, here, let me, um, he flips some switches, and then you hear his voice again, just like it had been, but also it's being amplified by like a big speaker that's sitting on the back of the, hey, what do you guys want to drop down one of the ropes, rope ladders? We got, we got passengers coming up to the ship. Uh, loudly, really loudly, like birds out of the local trees loudly. And uh, eventually a, a rope ladder descends and you see the Zeppelin drop like 20 feet or so so that the ladder gets to within like the bottom of the ladder is at like maybe waist height. And you guys are easily, if you if if that was what the goal was, is to get up there and talk to Omi, it's easily to do that. Yeah, I think right. that's probably the next best plan just to, just to see where they're at, what, they're, what the next plans are and... Uh... Yeah. Where they can drop us off. I'll make sure that Dragon will often them come with, because I imagine the Zeppelin's probably making its way back to Gromgall, and that's where they would probably want to be. Yeah, so when you get up there, that is essentially what the captain is uh, of the Zeppelin would say, is that, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> we got to get back to dock because we took a little damage from the mage. He was flying around. He was throwing fire at us. Thankfully, uh, the bat priest lady was able to take him now, but... We got some repairs to do, so we got to get back to uh, the tower. Um, take a little of the stress off of the blimps and shut the engines off, for God's sakes, because who knows, any of that can blow up at any time. What did you want? We wanted to t- talk to Omi, but like it doesn't make sense for Omi to fly away on a Zeppelin. <laughs> She's just going to take a cruise. Like she would definitely stay in Zulgarub. Yeah, actually, you're right. She probably would. <laughs> um, you, but she she has enough time on the deck that she can have a chat with you. If she if you want to stay with her in the city, that's fine. If you want to like have a conversation with her in part ways, that's fine too. Um, essentially, she would say that as the as the only uh, priest of Perik that I think is remaining, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, that does put me in a position of leadership, at least as part of that section of the city. Um, we didn't see any of the Bethek uh, worshippers, and the only uh, snake priest that we had has been slain from being a big uh, poisoner man. So um, I'm not really sure what the oh, direction of poisoner man. I'm not really sure what the direction of leadership within the city is going to be at this point, but I'm sure that we'll have to spend some time figuring that out. I have to speak to my general. Uh, oh, oh my goodness! I just realized that. Have you guys been copy pasting General Job all over the place? What? I'm look. I no. just glanced at the map and I just realized <laughs> that Job is like three places. Am I seeing that he's all by myself? Super or? fast. He's there's there's uh. He's like running back and forth, and he's being the flash them? right now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Job is everywhere. It doesn't matter. Let's pretend like he is everywhere. He can clone himself. Yeah, she would, you know, she would explain that, yeah, we definitely do have some work to do. And she is in a position where it might be her in charge. It's hard to tell. Um, she'll have to confer with the other Garabashi. She'll have to talk to Job. She'll have to talk to the people who are still in Gromgal who are, um, like, were not combatants who, like, stayed behind. 
but yeah, that's going to be that's going to be some work in the city. You you know what, Omi? There's this new thing I heard of that maybe y'all can give a try. I don't know. No, maybe ex- maybe experiment with it a little bit. Is is when when I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this real hard. You get you get two or three or four people of of of, of quality with good leadership qualities. And then you have the entire population, you know, like uh, raise their hand for one of them or, or check a box for another or whatever, you know, and whoever gets, you know, who gets chosen the most is the, is the one who's leader for a little while. So rather than have the person with the most magical or uh, social influence be in charge of the whole city it is by the choice of the governance uh, as the uh, decision of the of those governed that's that's strange I don't know yeah like the that. people we come from a society of royal lineages and uh, divine inter- the people and choosing where's that got really. you? Yeah, I'm just, you know, you know you've been doing this divine d- d- hmm. divine priest whatever thing for for centuries and, and all it gets you is war after war after war. Well, we did Maybe you we, tr- try just try a different way, an experiment. We did have the same man come to power twice and try to summon a blood god. Right. Just 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 something to we'll move on to chew on that a little bit. We'll, I don't know. We'll consider it. It's a strange new idea, but it's exciting. I'm not sure. I have to figure it out. You know, the goblins, they put in charge whoever it is who is the most wealthy. Everyone has their own way of doing things. That's right. That's right. You know, there's there's this other place I heard that has a ha, has a group of people, and th- that group of people is elected by the governed, but then that mm-hmm. whole group of people that gets elected... They choose the next leader. So I don't it's think like, I like that. That yeah. sounds worse. That sounds worse. When you can simply when you can simply pull everybody and every voice is equal, then why would you have some people with better voice? That doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, we'll consider your proposition. Well, you know, I just something I think about. But all all right. Well, Omi, um, I, I I hope everything worked out well for you. You know, I mean, all things considered. All things considered. Um, the Gorobashi people, whoever it is that ends up leading us, owes you and your friends a great debt of gratitude. And if there is any way we can uh, repay that, I am excited to hear about it. Oh, we'll always take magic weapons. <laughs> I'm joking with you. Um, I did pick up the sp- spear, though. Oh, uh, yes, that's one of the... Um, she takes a look at it and she goes, yes, that's one of the ones that the uh, we had been on the receiving end of a number of times. Well, you decent. know, yeah, they, they, they look like fun to me. Where will you be going next? Wherever this Zeppelin's taking us. Well, uh, I am going to go into the city uh, and the Zeppelin is on its way back to Gromgol. When it arrives, uh, if you would go with the Zeppelin, actually, if you would be able to tell the refugees that are still in Gromgal that everything went well and that we will be returning to collect them shortly. Uh, if there are any goblins from Booty Bay, you can tell them the same thing and then they can go down and uh, recover their citizens uh, from wherever it is that they were 
brought to after the city was um, emptied. And then everything should... Um, nothing will return to normal, really, but uh, everything should improve. We can take a flight path from Booty Bay up to Stormwind, then. Can't do mm. it from Grom Gull, but we can do it from Booty Bay. That may be a challenge if there are no one... Everyone was evacuated from the city. <laughs> oh, I mean, if it might take a couple days for people to come back, we can definitely take a little bit of a breather there in Booty Bay, too. Aha, uh-huh. stay the night a few nights in Booty Bay and then fly back when the... Okay, I understand, I understand. Uh, are you guys sticking with the boat and going back that way? Are you staying in the city for any reason? What happens next with your party? I would, I think they're in good hands here with Omi. I would say we go back to Grom Call and see what's going on there. Maybe spend the night there before Booty Bay. No. But that, we're going to have to go to Booty Bay. So Grom Call's our next stop. Yeah, let, let, I, let's head to Grom Call. Go ahead, Erica. Um, I just wanted to at least uh, touch base with um, Wellath and make sure that we're on good terms. Um, and I guess, I, I'm not sure what that RP would look like, but I, I definitely want to at least. If we're if we're done here, and I, I kind of want to know where Wellath and his crew are going, and and just kind of know that hey, we have each other's backs if we ever need it, kind of situation is kind of where I'm thinking, because like hey, we're going to be moving on and probably going to Stormwind, which is obviously not Horde territory, um, and, and leave it at that. Speaking of which, with the new rules and game of Horde and Alliance being able to like cross mingle. Is that something we're looking at maybe putting in here just so I don't necessarily have to like? We'll discuss that when we get to Gromgall. Um, okay. <laughs> Falcus, you have this thought about coordinating with the Horde party one more time, and it occurs to you that you didn't mention that when you were in the city, but you could uh, shoot a message toward if it was Wellath in particular or whoever off whoever else. And when you're when you try to do that, you get a message back uh, essentially saying that they were going to spend some more time here, but they are planning on going to Booty Bay for their own recovery. They might not get there as fast as you guys, but they are headed in that direction eventually. All right. I'll respond back basically saying, we'll meet you back up there because we're, we're, we're going to go to Grom Gull, uh, relay some messages and, and get the uh, troll refugees starting to head back this way. And we'll meet you guys back in Booty Bay. So you guys arrive then at Gromgall, disembark, the Zeppelin shuts off its engines. It's like docked and attached to the side of the tower so that the uh, repairs can get started. The mage who flew up and attacked had attacked with all kinds of like, you know, ice and and fire spells. You see that there's been damage to the ship. So it's going to take some time to get that, uh, those repairs moving. Um, But when you arrive at the... um, at the at the at, at Gromgall, it's you're there long enough to explain to the refugees what the situation is, uh, and then um, actually Agragosh deliberately, as it turns out, made a specific trek back to Gromgall about the same time that you guys were worried about uh, Arna and all the stuff he was doing. Um, you know, he he arrives in town here for you guys. Um, it, it turns out that he, he was like, all right, well, you guys have things under control here. I designate a lieutenant to co- coordinate the city, you know, arrangements. 
I have to get back to my camp, my mate, my base camp, because there are people there who are undefended. Um, so he gets back to you guys, and he, when he sees you, he mentions, "Oh, it's very good that uh, we we caught up." I meant to tell you, um, everything that you've done for us, everything that has happened here. I want to give you this, and he pulls out three emblems like flat round discs maybe the same diameter as an orange with the symbol of the horde the red like horseshoe shaped symbol of the horde on it and hands them to you the three of you non-magical um they're made of like wood and metal uh they look like they've been handmade um they have like rivets in them where like the hammer had hit things like that and he would explain that um these emblems mark you as a friend of the Horde. You will be treated as non-hostile, although maybe not necessarily as friendly, but at the very least non-hostile by any Horde officer. Uh, the random Horde adventuring party that you encounter out in the world may or may not respect these symbols of service, but any Horde official, any Horde military base will at very least not shoot you on sight. So, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your coordination with us. I wanted to give you this as a symbol of our gratitude. Well, thank you kindly. This will come in handy. Now I need a few language lessons. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. Ari will nod um, as she kind of inspects it and puts it on. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they, they're they just a um, like a round item that is, has a symbol on it. It doesn't have like a necklace to it. It doesn't oh, have a it's pin. Okay, gotcha. It's something that you can carry on your person and pull out like, hey, I have a symbol of the thing. It's it's important that, you know. There's there's an item um, that I just added to my inventory called Emblem and I renamed it Horde Emblem and my notes say makes us non-hostile toward Horde encampments. So if that's something you guys also want to similarly do or add to your inventory... I uh, pin it in my, I like open my jacket and, and pin it on the inside of my jacket. So uh, Butch has been uh, attaching all of his trophies directly to his person in this way. So like <laughs> you've, I, I'm not even going to ask you where you got a pin from. You just are able to do this. It's easy enough. Uh, much like Gary Oak, when he opens up his coat and he has all his Pokemon badges right here. Like I, I, I totally get it. I, I, I just see, I just see Butch like getting to like the Alliance area or the Horde area and pulling open the wrong side of the cloak and going, oh, oh, no, that's that side, this side. Uh, I'll <laughs> it's you, like this is on my right side, so you know, I'll, so if I get in a situation where I need to show this emblem, I can just you know, open my coat with my right hand, and and hopefully everything's fine. I'm sure it'll work out great. And you, of course, you've relayed the message to the uh, the refugees. There's some, you know, children, old folks, um, you know, injured people who are just like, wait, the city's okay now. There's not like evil sorcery happening. That's awesome. We should figure out a way to get home. And they start to coordinate that, so that works out great. Um, Agragosh has things under control here. It's still early-ish in the day. Plenty of time to fly back to Booty Bay which is completely deserted and do whatever you'd like in the city. So I would say just to speed things along to sort of wrap up the arc, you guys 
arrive back at Booty Bay. You have more than enough time to bang out a long rest. Falcus, a big congratulations to you. You are finally removed of all of your levels of exhaustion. Good lord. Oh, everybody's hit points back up, everybody's spell slots back, rages, temporary abilities, all that stuff reset. So you're fine. It will be about a day, maybe a day and a half before uh, Trag, Drak, Wellath, and Arcot arrive in town. In that time, like I said, it's deserted. So it's up to you guys to figure out food and like, you know, rest and entertainment for yourselves, whatever it is that you're looking to do to pass the time. If there is anything that you want to do in the city while it's deserted, you have more than enough time to do whatever it is you're looking to do. Is there anything going on that you would rather take the opportunity to, like, I don't know, are you trying to steal from the alchemist store? Like, well, I don't know what what uh, is on the we, plate uh, here. Just for, for uh, housekeeping notes, be sure to uncheck your battle burger so it's not equipped anymore. Good. We're no longer under yep. the effect of the battle burger. I just went through, like, I have a bunch of items that have charges that are within charges for the purposes of housekeeping that I had to undo. Rage. Uh, or uncheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your rage and, 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 and whatnot. So I just happened to see the battle burger and knowing that you guys probably also had that, that uh, you might want to look at unchecking, unequipping. Right. Okay. But is there any, like... I should rephrase. Is there any downtime stuff that anybody wants to accomplish while you just have extra time in your day? You've got bandages on your like arms where the claw marks have attacked and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but you have the town to yourselves. Well, that ain't that ain't no thing. That ain't no problem for me. Cookie showed me where he keeps all his stuff. So um, I'm able to uh, cook us up some good grub. Mostly vegetarian. You know, plenty of fishing not, supplies too. You can get fresh fish easy enough. All of you are adventurers enough that you have one point in fishing. I'm not going to take that from anybody. So there's pl- more than enough food. Yeah, and uh, there's definitely um, some ale. And I'm I'm mostly just uh, hanging out on the deck, sat down with a with a tankard of ale, kind of putting my toes in the water and watching as people kind of kind of trickle back in and, and waving hi to everybody. So the trickling back in is going to take a couple of, a couple of days. Um, sure. They, uh, they got I on got boats. Enough beer. That's true. There's more than enough beer. Uh, and when if there's ever a question that it might run out, you were the one who said it. You know, there's there's ways to brew like there's ways to cook water so that it's safe. like you know all about the brewing process so you're fine there. Can Falcus finally get his Bourbon Street hurricane that he can walk along the the boardwalk with? Um, what goes into that drink? Is it like a rum drink? Because this is a pirate town. There's rum. A hurricane has rum. I don't know we what it rum. is, man. I just I just drink it with cola. Falcus just wants his drink in hand as he walks the boardwalk. That's all he wanted. That's all Falcus, he ever wanted. Falcus, all we need for that is some rum. I, I, look, I picked some stuff out of the forest this morning. Look what I found. I found these ripe berries. These are real. And look at this this flower. This Ooh. is a real pretty flower. This roll, stuck out of here. Roll an investigation check for me. <laughs> and roll it straight because you don't have disadvantage anymore. And then uh, there were some reeds. And, and I took a reed and I uh, put, made a little straw for you. 
I guess technically I, I completely forgot the investigation earlier in Doesn't matter. Um, the lab. But anyway. What happened uh, in the past happened in the past. 21. All right. So Butch is finding all these ingredients for you. You're not concerned about the ingredients. You're concerned about the glass. And <laughs> damn it, if you don't find the perfect glass for this drink. It's it's gorgeous. Whatever Describe it is that you say you focus. find is what you found. And it's you are a king amongst all of the other two people in this town as you have this awesome cup of your own imagination in your hand. What do you got? It is a super ornate Kodo horn. And this yes. Kodo has a little bit of a twist to it, just a little bit of a of like a curl like you think like a good old drinking horn would have. And it's gilded and it's got gems encrusted in it. It is opulence. Uh, given that description, I, I think you everything. found that in someone important's personal cabin. I think that that is like probably like Revelgaz's or Seahorn's personal cup or something. But it doesn't matter because they're not here right now. And it has a tiny little paper umbrella in it because Butch set you up. So you are barefoot, walking across the planks, just enjoying yourself a rum drink. Middle of the day, tending to your wounds, shaking off your various stuff. You're doing Sin fine. Sitting on the dock with my feet kicking in the water, preferably not pushed in or thrown right in. Right next to me. You sit, sit yes. right here, buddy. Sit right here. And I made a whole picture of them, them, the, you know, that concoction for you. Uh, it just is just right there on the counter. Ugh, and I pop, 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 pop my back. This Lovely. is the life. Nice. What you doing, Ari? Restful afternoon. Ari took out the crown that she got back when we were in the room with the mimic. Um, yeah, yeah. And she is yeah. wearing her crown. And I would imagine she would have eaten. I don't know if they have pineapples or coconuts here. I imagine they have one or the other. But she's eating Let's the inside both. of it. I would say pineapple then because that seems fancier. They didn't she's have eaten. any produce because of the thing in Pandaria. Yeah, but these are tropical things that just okay. would grow in the jungle. Wonderful. So she's hollowed out the pineapple by eating it, but she's left a little bit of room because she's just filling it with rum, uh, hoping the juice of the pineapple has just seeping in, making it a little more palatable. I have watermelons growing in my garden right now, and I don't know how I'm going to eat all of them, um, but I am looking forward to making watermelon rum drinks. Are we Focus or Erica right now? There's an Erica right now. You yeah, literally have... We got watermelons. I have watermelons Erica growing in my garden. Erica and have watermelons in their garden? Yeah. And cantaloupe. Legit. Yeah, there's plenty of pineapples and coconuts that are laying around town that you can just pick. It's great. They're right outside of town. You have to go through the cave with the big shark mouth on the front, and there they are. They're just written, sitting there. Now, do you, now Ari, do you, do you want me to make you a concoction, too? If you want to, absolutely. I I know that uh, that you like things a bit... A, a bit, a bit sweeter and a bit lighter on the on the alcohol. So I'm still making a rum drink, but I'm mixing as much juice in it that that I can because because you know I, I know you're more of a Boone's Farm girl than you are a I, I love Jack my Daniels girl. <laughs> I love my Boone's Farm. Yeah, <laughs> she said yes. I got yes. drunk with my grandma on Boone's Farm. <laughs> I like Boone's Farm. I've seen this woman in real life. Is that is that box neck wine? Of Boone's. No, it's in a bottle. It is. The, yeah, no, it's in a bottle. It's, it's like three bucks at the gas Hill. station. 
Boone's Farm is a flavored oil. It is. It's, it is. My grandma loved the blue one. And one blue fourth one. of July at my aunt's house. What flavor is it? Blue. Blue. Like the Gatorade. I think it is just blue. You've never been to the store before? What, what, what are you doing? It's called Blue Hawaiian. So it does have a name. But yeah, this is Boone's Farm. Yeah. Fortified wine. Even Listen, I can't. Even if it's deliciously fortified, With I minerals can't. minerals and vitamins. Oh, boy. Here's the thing. When we all hang out in person together, we're not drinking that. No, that's fine. I've upgraded. You can upgraded if you want, but I'm not. A little. No, it's it's fine. You know what? It's fine to like what you like. Okay. Absolutely. Like what you like. If you want some Mad Dog 2020, I will get it for you. <laughs> so Anyhow. I, I make I make Ari something akin to uh, something that would taste like anyway and have the alcohol content of a uh, of, of Boone's Farm. I appreciate um, it. Uh, either Strawberry Hill or Blue Hawaiian. And Boy, um, howdy. this is going to be a hard episode to, uh, to edit. <laughs> you just leave, leave the carousing in. Just don't yeah. just make it, make it extra long episodes. So they're not just listening to us. Um, <laughs> be silly. Listen, we're, we're being silly because the shard of blood the wrap up episode is three hours long and it's years. just IRL drinking stories. Anyway, anyway, so what is Ari doing? Uh, drinking out of her pineapple is she, like Ari is folks are sitting on the dock. I'm sitting at the dock. Like I have my like skirt hiked up so that my like knees are exposed, I guess, and just like swinging Ooh. my legs over the edge of the dock. Um, I'm I am I am planning. I am thinking. I have I have a goal to accomplish the next couple days, and I have to figure out how to achieve that goal. So I am categorizing everything I know about Wellath into little things. Oh. So. Okay. That, well, that is that is going to be is about this, when is this plotting that happens as a group, or are you sitting quietly figuring? Oh, this I out? can tell you. Like I can, I can tell you, boys. No, like, no, 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 no. Let, let's make it a surprise. <laughs> surprise. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm just waiting on people to come back so I can wave to everybody. I, I do want to corner a man, uh, cor- corner Ari at some point, and basically be like, "So what's going on with you, Wellas?" <laughs> Um, okay. I had a little talk with him about you in particular. Okay. Because, well, first of all, he knew that I wasn't, like, my good disguise wasn't good enough. And so I had to talk to him about that because, like, obviously I'm really good at disguises. So that led to him talking about you a little bit and how you leaving, like, affected him and stuff. And so it wasn't easy for me either. I just had a conversation with him. To make sure that you guys could work together. And that's it. Just make sure you guys could work together. Is that really it? Cause I I see I see that little that little glint in your eyes, girl. Come on. We have more in common than meets the eye. And so there may have been a kiss on the cheek here and a wink there. I think that was it. There hasn't been much. Just a just a little little here or there. But him and I do have to finish our conversation. Um, our worlds aren't quite as different as they may seem from from what we are. I can see that. That's of course. Okay. Okay. Over the course of the next day and a half, uh, there aren't any civilians that come back yet. It's still a little quick for that, but uh, a series of Weverns land at the 
you know, the, the roost up at the top of the inn and uh, the other party, the Horde Adventuring Party, including Arcot, who has never been in town before, so far as you're aware, uh, arrives here in town. Hello, boys. Drinks are in the back. Butch, hey! I think you still have some. Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. There's on the counter. We got some... We, we got some 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 ale and just I lined up the cups ready for you ready for you Trag and Drac make a beeline get yourself a cold beer what's Arna and Wellath doing or what are they doing uh let's see Arcot is probably trying to like he looks around and he seems a little relieved potentially that it's because they got back before most of the rest of the people got here uh, it might be the case that he's not super excited about what the potential consequences might be of yesterday he was one of the bad guys and, you know, he had a hand in some of the stuff that had happened here. So he's like not looking forward to that conversation is the read that you get from him. Wellath seems to be a little bit more mission focused. He's well, you know, we got to make sure that our wounds are tended to. We have to make sure that our. Uh, you know, equipment is repaired. We have to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Trag and Drac are like, we just finished the big job. We need to put our feet up for just the afternoon at very least. So there's like dis- disparate attitudes amongst the uh, the Horde party. Seeing our cat be a little hesitant, I'm going to I'm gonna beckon him over. Like, come here. Okay. Yeah, he comes over. And I'm going to like give him like that little friendly nudge that you do and just be like, hey, it's it's going to be okay. Take it from someone who sometimes turns into something she may not be proud of. What you did, it, it wasn't in your control. You have a good heart. I can see that by how you indulged focus with that bow and let him play to his heart's content. I can see that as soon as we, we cured you, you were up and ready to go and ready to fight. You were not going to take a break, even though no one would have said anything if you did like they'll they will understand blood magic is is not a joke it's not and you know that and what they did to you i mean it's vampires it's vampires yeah the blood magic is strong it does take a toll as long as you are prepared to pay for it it's acceptable this time it was a little much but most of the time, it's fine. You are going to be okay. And I don't even know if anyone here besides us knows you were a part of that. I mean, that's a demon you're going to have to deal with on your own. And I hope you do. And I hope you conquer that. But you did what you had to because you were forced to. I appreciate You're these a good words. person. I appreciate these words. Now go take a drink, because if I've learned anything over my years is that sometimes a drink can just help inside thoughts be quiet. You are quite wise. And he sits down and pounds one. And then the next one is slow, like, but the first one goes down fast. That a boy. All right, keep coming. <laughs> y'all, y'all want to come hang out here with us? I like watching the ships come in. Come on, bring bring me another one too. Why are you at it, Drac? How many ships have you seen come in? It's been a day and a half, and the place is empty. I like to imagine it. 
you know, just, just, people are coming, people are coming. This place is going to be popping any second now. Come on. When, uh, when does Sly, uh, Garrett arrive? I'm assuming he evacuated. Ah, uh, <gasps> yes, Sly Garrett. He, I had a, a little peek behind the scenes. I had a full stat block prepped for Sly Garrett in the event that you guys asked him to go with you. Um, but you didn't, and he's looking out for number one, so he's on a boat somewhere. Not sure Which how long it'll be boat? before he comes back. Okay, I mean, I'm only looking out to see when he comes back because he is a great source of information. Like, he is a wealth of information. He knows how to listen and how to know who just whose palms to grease to get information okay that's all probably be a couple days with the like when the civilians come back i'd like to at least touch base with him before we leave out of here okay sure so for me i'm just like you know um i'm like sleeping on the deck under the stars you know there's no one here but us you know six seven of us whatever seven yeah 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 so i'm just gonna snore on the deck. I mean, we got a couple days, right? Sure. Sure. As much time as you want. When well, does uh, Kiz Blunt Strike come back? Let's skip to the part where people come come back. <laughs> we we can, unless because I I got the sense that Amanda was setting up for a one on one with Wellath, and I wanted to know if you wanted to do that before or after the crowds come back. He seemed mission focused. So what is he like? As we're sitting, getting drunk, um, and I know Focus wanted to talk to him too, so I didn't want to like overstep that when would you talk to him focus do you think would it be like an as we're leaving kind of a conversation um just when he saw an opportunity because i want to make sure that him and i are on good terms and that he uh, us to have an actual conversation of that he felt that like i abandoned them but i was doing more than and I think that I think that we did we did come off at that some point that he did understand that there was more that I was involved in that took me away from um Qualphalos and 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 I didn't abandon them but All it right. was my 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 skills were better else used elsewhere to ensure sure. the Okay, yeah, you can tell him that. <laughs> right. uh, you you yeah. let him have his you let him have his beer, you know, and uh you know, I'm just I no one's around you but you more than that though I think that you have had that conversation with him already that's what I thought I don't remember now it's been quite a few you guys did sessions. talk you did yeah you did. I, I think that so the majority of that if, if, if you want to repeat it that's fine um, but the majority of those sentiments have already been made he understands on and you know he understands on an intellectual level that first of all um, no, it is not necessarily under your control where you are assigned to be at any given time. And more than that, had you been in Quelthalas when everything had gone down, that would not have made a difference. One man does not make a difference I remember on his own conversation. Yeah. Uh, when it comes time to facing down literally the, 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 the number one death knight for like advancing the cause of the Lich King, one additional archer on the walls would not have changed anything. And he understands that intellectually. It was his emotional baggage around the fact that he had to be there and saw what went down and you got to be somewhere else that was the cause of his problems with you. And that has been 
it has it's harder to to unravel that thread than simply understanding the circumstances like on an emotional level like it, you just don't get over it that fast but he he gets it and he did he did make um like a promise that he was going to make sure that that didn't get in the way of anything given time your expectation is that given time uh you guys will maybe not necessarily be 100% cool but like you know people feel th- people feel things about each other like it's just you can't you know necessarily always be on someone's good graces and or or fix a, a slight that had been made in the past but you know you guys saved the world presumably just recently together like that means a lot I remember something else that I wanted to do was whether it be talking to uh, Wellath, but also try to figure out with Ari and that book. Let's get some freaking tattoos, dude. Those things are wicked awesome. Okay. We need some tattoos, man. Uh, so the tattoos that are detailed in the book are not artistic designs. They are magical enhancements to somebody. Uh, Ari reading through this sees ways that given time and study she would be able to help you with but that's not that's not a today or this week thing she's going to need specific instruction from somebody she's going to need materials she's going to need practice but it's something that can be done sweet give me time focus I'll get there perfect I want an Ari original. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so you said Wellath is super mission focused. So I imagine while we are we are all on the dock, like our cat's gotten a drink, Drag and Trog are like, yep, let's do this. He's off doing something else. He, You get the sense from him that he is being deliberately busy and it might be just a consequence of who he is as a person. Like his personality is very like, I have to be... I have to think about the next thing. Even if there's nothing to do. It's very, like, it's very in line with demon hunters in general that they are like, that's kind of that's kind of the way they think a lot of the time is that, you know, the, the sacrifice they made was in pursuit of a specific mission. So the idea that they would lose focus on that is hard to, hard to square for a lot of them. So he's, he's the kind of guy who like always, always finds something to do. So I will give him space to begin with. So I have like a conversation with our cat, which is watching imaginary boats come in, probably talking with Drac and Trog. Um, I'd say after about an hour or two of us just like shooting the breeze, I'm going to hunt him down. Sure. Easy enough. Perfect. I would say I'm going to sneak up on him, but I feel like he has perception of the wall. So that's not really going to happen. Very if you well. want to try it, we can try it. We can, we can roll some dice about it. I might try and sneak up on him. Let's, right. let's do this. What am I rolling? Uh, stealth check. Sweet. I got a plus six in that. Oh, I got a 23. Okay. A 23, he would have to roll. He has a plus four on his perception. I'm going to roll an actual perception check. I'm not going to do like his passive perception just because I'm curious. No, no, he's focused. He does not know that you sneak up on him. So I'm going to sneak up on him and do that thing where I like you boop their sides with both of your fingers. I'm just like, hey. You're try and give him an eep? Yep, and he. Okay, he. A demon he, hunter. He, yeah, you you sneak up and 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 eep a demon hunter. <laughs> he uh, 
he he like stiffens like his his back gets rigid real quick and then he realizes what's going on and he turns around and he how how uh, Ari how are you do you ever stop working um event I come to not really not really I mean I get it you've been in Azroth for a long time I have too it feels like once we save the world from some Azeroth shattering thing another one happens but we we did kind of like a big deal yes I would agree so I'm just saying it wouldn't hurt you to come just join us and relax for like just two seconds like one drink you can down that in like two seconds (laughs) alright and he's like start puts down whatever it is he's working on and he's dope alright let's Go to the docks where, where everyone is, or perfect. I'm gonna link arms with him, and I'm gonna bring him out. And as I do, I'm just gonna ask him real quick: Are you okay? This is a drag. You are. <laughs> I'm dragging not, him. You That's are fine. not walking side by side as if two people are headed in the same direction. This is a. He is like, he's walking with you, but you know you're pulling him along. Like, all right, let's go. That's how I got my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that has Okay, so I'll sometimes. notice <laughs> I'll notice he's doing that and I'll slow my pace a notch or two and I'll just look and be like, "Are you okay?" Um I'm a bit uneasy. It's different um to be on this side of like I didn't I wasn't sure how everything was going to go and here we are and why? You just seem a little You seem off. Not that I know who you are. But I have seen you poke fun at Falcus, and I've seen you care about your 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 group. Um, I would expect after a victory like this, not like you said, not knowing how it would have come out, you would have let your guard down a little bit, I guess. We don't... My people don't let our guard down very often. It's not... And I rem- it was nice to celebrate big achievements... These days, how things are for me, it doesn't happen as often. I feel like when you have when you have control over a over a demon that you have to keep locked, you, there's not really very much time for downtime. I cannot grasp that on the level of demon. I know there are times where my worgen form definitely wants to come out especially in a protective nature i i and if you tell falcus this although i'm sure he and butch already know i will murder you i have a soft spot for kids so if there's ever a situation where a child is involved or something it's hard to kind of keep the beast tame if you will and i come from a particular line of worgens that means appearances matter and sometimes I feel like that feeds it Mm. I think I can understand that honestly and I will absolutely reveal a deep dark secret that is 100% a lie about you the adventuring life wasn't what I had always thought it would be mine I always imagined and not that I'm the housewife that like cooks for like although I do love cooking, so that's a bad example. I'm not the one to stay at home and twiddle my thumbs and repair like pants, but I did imagine a home and and a partner and kids and 
that life for a long time, but it feels as though sometimes fates have another path for you. That's sometimes the possibilities uh, that are presented to us when we're younger are not open to us as circumstances change. And the choice that I made when it came time to start my demon hunter training meant that I had a very specific direction. Um, Your situation was, I get the sense, knowing what I know about your people, was less a choice and more a burden that was presented to you that you carry. So I'm sorry that that was taken from you without your... um, It's presented as a gift, but it is a curse in disguise. When you're forced to live with something, you try to find the positive in it. Would you... Try to find the positive. Knowing what you know now, would you do it again? He thinks about that for a solid moment and then says, I think I would. Uh, Knowing what I've done with it since, I think I would. Did you ever, were you ever the family guy? Did you imagine a Rugrats running around? I did have a family once. Oh my goodness. Is that... I won't lie. I'm not going to lie. The uh, sudden change in trajectory that my life took when the armies of the dead attacked did make it somewhat easier to make the choices that I made. When you don't have ties and tethers, you know, what do you do except take what you can and move forward? Cannot even begin to imagine going through that, losing some something so important and such a part of your life I am so sorry thank you at that point Ari's gonna get really quiet because she does not really know what to say so I would just imagine that we would make it to like where we can see the rest of the group and I'm just gonna lean up and kiss him on the cheek and then uh, pat his butt the girl. <laughs> pat his butt as I go get him a drink He's like you pat him on the butt and he, he stiffens again and just sort of stands there. You wander away to go get him a drink and he walks forward to join the rest of the the total of seven of you looking out over the water. Every of the seven of you with a drink in hand watching as the sun. What direction does Booty Bay face west? Yeah, that's great. Watching as the sun sets the following day. The ships start to come in. Um, the merchants, the civilians, the Sly Garrets that live in town, you know, slowly trickle in over the course of the next two days or so. Things start to get um, more lively in town. The damage that was wrought by the trolls starts to get inventoried and starts to get, you know, okay, we got to figure out how we're going to do this, that, and the other. They're contacted at some point by Rezik, who is very, very eager to take up the contract of the, you know, construction work that needs to be done. It's not going to be very long before Booty Bay is a a thriving pirate metropolis once more. Construction zone. Construction zone followed by everything's groovy. The whole town got destroyed, what, just a couple of years ago when the cataclysm came through. There was a huge tidal wave, uh, you know immediately after cataclysm there's already like 
when you when when a player goes to Booty Bay today, they see the slightly post cataclysm version of the town that has holes in roofs and scaffolding, like you know, setting up some of the buildings. Like a it's going to be statue. that crooked statue with a hole missing out of it it's going to be just like that all over again but they've been through it once they know what they're doing they'll get through it again any last minute things before we're done with booty bay uh i wanted to see if kids blend strike wanted my uh spear of returning oh he would love it are you kidding absolutely as soon as you show it to him he's like all right yeah it's just a spear um, and then, despite the fact that you have a relatively low strength, you can throw it out into the water for all it matters, and then just recall it back, and it flies back toward your hand, point first, as if it's going to hurt people on the way through. Catch it, no problem. He is excited about it. He will eagerly offer you um, 500 gold for it. Oh! <gasps> will he take two? I don't I don't think he would have the money to afford to. That's okay. That's okay. We're, we're, later on. That gives well, us a baseline. Going, we're going to Stormwind eventually, so I will definitely uh, unload my Spear of Returning here and take 500 gold. The next adventurer who comes through looking for a Spear is going to pay top dollar for this and is going to be very happy with what they get to do with it. He's going to... Um, he's going to sell it uh, after having it enchanted to be a plus one magic weapon and is going to make a ton of money on this sale. He's going to turn it over. Like, he ex- explains to you, like, what his plan is. He's like, I don't have any money to spare now. I can't buy new inventory. I can't, like, pay to renovate my building. But that's all going to change when I move this. He's excited about it. Uh, and the only thing I wanted to check out on is the slippers of spider climbing. Are they cursed? If not, I'm going to attune to them. You attune to them and you start climbing across walls and stuff. Um, everything seems to be working fine on them. You don't, they don't give you any trouble. Um, just for grins, go ahead and roll for me either an investigation or an arcana check. Both are a plus six. So let's go arcana. A 24. Okay, so on a 24, um, you realize that the act of attuning them and walking around in them and climbing walls on them doesn't seem like there's any curse effects. Then you go to take them off and hand them to somebody, and even still, like that works out fine. So you're starting to think, okay, well, maybe there was no curse effect put on these. Then... Just to make sure, because every once in a while you're going to do, um, you know, just your exercises, make sure that, you know, you you practice your bow shots and things of that nature. As soon as you make a weapon attack while you're wearing them, the webbing of the shoes splashes out across the deck that you're standing on and you are subjected to the effects of the web spell and you're restrained in place. And you're like, yup, I found the curse. And then, like I say, you have many, many days to <laughs> relax cursed. and recuperate. So Ari is easily able to remove the curse on them. And now, whenever you make weapon attacks while you're wearing the shoes of spider climbing, you do not have to deal with the fact that webbing shoots out along the ground and gets you stuck where you're standing anymore. So good on you for Perfect. asking that question. 
you've ruined another Casey surprises. That's fine. You, you you know what? That's what happens when you're DM is you write things and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. You throw one obstacle in our way, we're going to keep looking for that obstacle every single time. That's great. Did you want to touch base with Sly? Yeah. What kind of information did you want from him? Um, I guess I just really wanted to know in... I mean, how far out did they go? Were they just on the boats the whole time, just out in the water? Did they go anywhere? Did they hear anything? That's about, you know, and if I need to grease his palms a little, I'm happy to, since I'm 500 flush now. Yeah, you're flush. Um, he'll happily take a couple gold pieces off you. That's fine. You know that he, the they went out to, I think the original recommendation from your party was that Plunder Isle was open and available. Uh, so they went there um, and hung out there for a little while. But no, they didn't have any like interesting interactions to speak of. Uh, nothing nothing really jumped out. Okay. Does the Horde party see us off as we leave? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. You guys are planning to leave probably from different places. The Horde party is looking for a ship to ratchet because that's going to take them pretty close to Ogremar, whereas you guys, as far as I'm aware, don't have really any aims uh, toward Kalimdor. So your way out of town would be a choice. It would either be by foot north uh, to walk through the jungle again to get... Hell no! That's what I thought. (laughs) Uh, Probably uh, grab a griffin and head north. So yeah, you would be leaving from different places, but that doesn't stop anybody from having a conversation before you go. I would seek them out then, um, all four of them. Hopefully they're just kind of milling around yeah, together sure. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be like, well, look at this, boys, and I'm going to show my horde emblem because I'm really proud of it. And I'm going to be like, I'm an honorary one of you guys now. You're, that's going to be, that's great. Be careful who you show that to uh, because <laughs> it's, possible that somebody with less honorable means might decide that they would rather be the friend of the horde than you be the friend of the horde uh so just be careful on that and don't don't act like that's going to just let you walk into ogremar necessarily because oh i've been there already great okay that's good that's great for you just understand that that it, that'll stop somebody from shooting at you for approaching, but you still have to watch what you say and where you go and what you do. You understand that I, that works, right? I know. I know how to charm my way into two places. I've, I've been known as a bit of a, a charmer at times, uh, but that is not the point of this conversation. Okay. Um, I want to personally, and I don't know if Butch and Falkless have already done this, maybe so, but thank you because in in our line, and you guys can be familiar with this too. We see all types of adventurers and and wannabe heroes and not all of them would have stepped up as you did not all of them would have would have sacrificed what you have and so just from us to you it really means a lot that you were willing to be by our side despite knowing who we are trag would 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 like give like a head bow and say thank you for acknowledging that of all of us, I think I have sacrificed everything. And as soon as he says that, Welleth smacks him in the in the arm, like, dude, that's <laughs> But truthfully, truthfully, it's very honorable of you to it's very honorable of you to have done what you've done and say what you've said and everything else. So thank we appreciate it as much as you do. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm all new to this Horde Alliance stuff. It don't make much sense to me why I even have it. But, uh, 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 well met in Loctar Ogre. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, I lock arms with, with each of them in turn. And, um, oh, yeah. Big, like, muscle predator handshake. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, uh one of them's a warrior, right? Uh, yes. Trag is. Trag. So, Trag, uh, it, it, I, I would have told him in the past sure. few days, like, like sure. the, what I found out about the art, artifact. So, you know, keep your ears peeled for that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll bump into each it, other again. Touch. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine my, my, uh, my name is spoken real loud when it's spoken. They can find me. Oh, I'm sure. And there's always the mail, which always seems to know exactly how to find anyone who needs it. That's a real good point. I will not be mailing you any artifacts that I find, but I might. <laughs> no, I, I might give you, you a heads up. Hey, I'm in, you know, uh, Red Ridge Mountains, and I heard that there's a whatever thing. I don't know. I'm probably not coming. I don't plan to go to the. No, if you find that, if you find that artifact, you get something done with that. Oh no, you go ahead. I know it's in good hands, but uh, thank you. You uh, as well. Yours as well. I'll be looking too. Do do we have an archaeology side quest somewhere in here? God, I hope not. (laughs) I hadn't considered it as an archaeology thing. Is underwater archaeology? Oh God. I I do as my players ask because it's my job to be your servant and provide to you the thing that makes you have fun. So if what you want is an underwater It's not archaeology no. escort quest. Oh god. I am Did your you say an underwater archaeology escort quest. <laughs> well yeah. That's the thing that Sal was asking to do. The she only wants- the only way to make it worse is to be Fishing through poop. In a v- no, I, I don't mind well, the, that. The it's thing to, to find be a vehicle quest as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> where you don't have quest. controls over your buttons. Yeah, well, right. yeah, obviously, because you're going to be underwater. So you're going to need to use the gnomish submarine that you <laughs> won't fit in. So you'll just have to wear it like on your head and, and upper body. Right. And your legs will be kicking out underneath. And that's how you propel it. And you have one button. And it's the I don't like this game button. This is the right. Yeah. The es- escape. So- the worst escort quest ever, Zangamarsh. Ah, uh, no, Tanaris. Tanaris had a worse one. Yeah, Tanaris was a really bad one. They were slower. Yeah, they were really slow. It was bad. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway this anyway. is the longest prologue in all of history. Yeah, I thought you guys so, were just going to try to leave. I'm going to hug each of them. Yeah, as long oh, as they, you do they, anything, they're totally. Yeah, I'll, I'll shake their hands as well, and thanks, and and understand that we are allies as we need to be okay there's uh you know good vibes across the board everybody's absolutely so let's uh let's hop on the griffin and uh where are we going next as we get about 10 feet away ari's gonna stop and she's gonna take a deep breath and she's gonna run back and she's gonna grab well i don't know if he's a shirt on and she's just gonna plan a big kiss and she's going to look at him and say, life's too sor- short for second guesses and what ifs, and then walk away. Falk is just going to take a step back as you Griffin. ran past and go, <laughs> oh. Eh. Them kids will work it out, and I keep walking. 
You don't, Butch, you don't want to get a kiss from Wellath real quick before you go, or? <laughs> He's a good kisser, I can tell you that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look He's at Butch and be like, brand. Butch, you know what I mean? no. He's not, not even thinking about it. And then you get on a griffin. And yeah. we leave Booty Bay behind forever. We leave Booty Bay behind forever. Until the next time you guys want to go to Booty Bay. Fishing extravaganza. We'll be back. Here's what I'll say as we wrap up Booty Bay. You guys get on the things. It's early in the morning. You leave uh, in World of Warcraft. When you want to fly from one location to another, you just click that location and your griffin flies past all the other flight points and gets there. What's actually happening there? Yeah, what's actually happening there is that you're flying from point A to point B, switch griffins, get a fresh mount, fly from point B to point C, switch griffins, get a fresh mount. Yes, exactly. The price goes up at each. There is a price at each uh, uh, stop. So, the flight from here, uh, the only places that it could end would be at either Gramgal, which I don't think is your destination. Uh, the f- you could go farther. You could land uh, out in um, Duskwood at the town of Darkshire, which is uh, probably the next closest place on your way to, I presume, Stormwind, which is your end goal. I, I take it, right? Yeah, we're trying to get to there. Okay. Does the camp at the northern end of Stranglethorn have a flight path? Is that one of the stops? It is for... It's an alliance stop. It is an alliance stop. You're right. Yeah, so there's one stop at the north of Stranglethorn Vale and then uh, through Duskwood and then up there. Okay, well then I'll leave it to you. If that's the direction that you're going, would you prefer to uh, stop at the southern road leading into Duskwood or would you prefer instead to fly all the way to Darkshire? Because either of those is fine. Wait a minute, Dark. I'm getting confused. I was. What, what's the one? Duskwood and Darkshire. Duskwood, Duskwood is the zone. Goldshire. Duskwood Goldshire. is the. No, 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 no. I said Darkshire. Duskwood is the zone, right? It has the. Here, I'll even show you. This is Duskwood. Right. Yeah. This is Darkshire. That's right. Oh, Darkshire flight path. Mm-hmm. Okay, just above table. Butch doesn't know this, but like, what we could do is fly to Darkshire. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to get to Stormwind from there. Either way, whether by by Griffin or by foot. Yes. I'm not looking for a. I don't think um, unless unless I am. Look, if I'm looking for a Darkshire adventure, but it would be cool to go through Goldshire. <laughs> we can we can definitely if if things prove in that direction to check check out Goldshire while we're at Stormwind. Um, unless something, you know, in our in our pit stop at Darkshire well, as we swap. Let me interrupt that thought by telling you that if you're flying there by Griffin, there is a changeover at Goldshire. So you'll be boots on the ground in Goldshire one way or the other on your way to Stormwind. Oh, okay. Um, well, so I say we just go to Darkshire. Let's, we'll, we'll fly to Darkshire. If, if anything is of interest there as we're swapping mounts and then go to Goldshire and then we walk into Stormwind through the front gates. Okay. Um, you guys 
you guys bird up and head out and you're flying over the jungles and as you look down everything seems better the vegetation seems healthier the sky is normal looking there's not a big ugly tornado thing over Zulgarub the pathways that you have cut through the northern sections of the jungle which previously you would work your way through them and they would immediately overgrow again because everything is suffused with this like like weird life energy none of that's happening anymore and it appears that very rapidly over the course of the last few days the jungle seems to be returning to normal so everything looked groovy then you pass over the mountain range that separates Stranglethorn Vale from the human kingdom of Stormwind and the capital city and all the forests that are out here very very different environment Um, Duskwood itself is a hilly forested region that is dotted with small, seemingly seemingly privately owned human-run farms. You can see a lot of this from above. The center of the zone features what looks like maybe the remains of a long-extinct volcano, and in the center you can see this huge, absolutely massive tree growing. It's many times taller than the rest of the forest. Um, you can see through the uh, through the tree canopy of like the oaks and maples and such that you know make up this area. Um, that there is a roadway system that is paved, it's well-worn, easy to travel. Um, It's very gloomy. Like, even as you are above the canopy, like, it's it's almost as if it's nighttime here, even though you know it's daytime. Something is going on here that is, like, a permanent effect over the zone. Falkus and Ari are not surprised by this. They know that, like, Duskwood is just a gloomy place, spooky place sometimes, man. You land after a long flight with a sore bottom and a hungry belly uh, at, at the uh, the flight master, uh, the Griffin station, just to the east and uphill slightly of the town of Darkshire. It's a small town. It only has a couple of features. There's a tavern with an inn. It's constructed in the normal human design. It's a two-story building, bar on the ground, kitchen in the back, rooms for rent upstairs, that sort of thing. Nearby, there's a town hall. Not far from that, there's a blacksmith's forge. On the eastern end of town, there's a couple of residential buildings. The road leads up to the flight master's nest of griffins. All in all, completely normal town, except for the spooky factor. Like, everything here is kind of run down. It's dark and gloomy, even in the middle of the day. This is the place that ghost stories are made of. And as you walk into the inn, looking forward to dinner and a good night's sleep, you pass by a sign over the doorway that reads, The Scarlet Raven, okay, is the name of the inn. And as you enter, you come to a very pleasant realization. The people of this town know and understand that they live in the middle of Creepyville, USA, and they have done everything they can to make the best of that experience. There are fake cobwebs in the corners of the building, and there's a conspiracy of paper ravens. Yes, ravens fly in a conspiracy, the way that crows fly in a murder. whole bunch of paper ravens are hanging from the rafters, you know, like they're attacking the guests. And, oh, it's scary. There is the painted cartoonish uh, visage. Try that one more time. The painted cartoonish visage of an undead monster of some kind, kind of peeking in through one of the windows, looking down at the guests as they eat. Corny, goofy, they get it. 
they're living their best spooky ghost story life. It's fine. And there's like the and the tavern is in use. Like there's people here, there's chatter, there's conversation. And I think it makes sense to explore the specifics of that the next time we play. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Charles plays the Scarlet Raven. The Scarlet yes. Raven, that's correct. That's the end of the Booty Bay arc and the beginning of the whatever's next. Beginning of the Yay. whatever's next. Good job, Casey. We did it. Thank you. Good job to you guys. After several days of incredibly well-deserved rest and relaxation, our heroes have finally made their way out of the jungles of Stranglethorn Vale. They've said goodbye to many allies and have been officially recognized by a ranking member of the Horde military. Things are looking up for our heroes, but what dangers await them in Duskwood. We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic dnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.